On this AV Nation special, we talk with a group from the Avixa Women's Council about their regional events, how to get a local group started, and why they have been so successful. All that and more next on this AV Nation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an AV Nation special. The Avixa Women's Council gets local. This is an AV Nation special. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. Uh, we're talking talking about the Avixa Women's Council today. The Avixa Women's Council started uh, to provide a global community of Avixa members committed to supporting and empowering women who work in the technology and AV space. Uh, the current chair is Penny Sittler uh, from Draper. This media member council is one of the most active, if not the most active among Avixa groups, especially regionally, which is one of the things we're going to get into today, hosting several regional events throughout the country and around the world. On today's Aviation Special, we're going to get an inside look at the group from its members, discuss why the regional events have been so successful, and talk about ways for AV professionals to get involved. With me to discuss all these things uh, is a fantastic group of members. Uh, first and foremost, Corey Schaefer from QSC. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Thank you. Uh, Colleen Leith uh, of Marketing Matters. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you, Tim. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, Gina Sansevero from FSR. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing very well, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Brandy Alvarado from RP Visuals. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thank you. And Catherine Wingert from Mad Systems. Welcome, ma'am. Good morning. Excited to be here. Oh, thank you. Uh, Brandy, I want to start with you actually on this, um, on some, you know, AV industry doesn't get many, much breaking news, but uh, you guys are, are getting ready to announce that this, this regional groups that have actually increased from Infocom and you're getting ready to announce uh, that you now have 26 members. Um, what are those, what are those regional uh, 26 groups? groups. <laughs> 26, yeah. You're getting the scoop, my friend. So um, as of, yeah, as of the breakfast, we were at 15 groups, and we have grown since then to 26 um, groups uh, nationally and six international. So that's pretty exciting news. You know, our initiative going into the breakfast was to um, really increase our, our, our footprint um, across the nation, and we were really calling it an activation year so that we could um, – Get more groups going and that's still the case 26 is a great number believe it or not but um, we definitely think that there's room to grow even well beyond that as well as international so very proud of that but we still have a ways to go for those who aren't familiar what are the 26 groups and so folks are looking for okay here you go you ready <laughs> we've got <laughs> let's list them out we've got atlanta we've got boston in california we've got a northern california los angeles which is new san diego which is new southern california which Corey and i started and started the whole ball rolling uh, we have one now starting in chicago we've got one in denver colorado which is new des moines iowa which is also new detroit michigan Michigan. We've got a few in Florida, one in Tampa, which is where Colleen's at. We've got one in Miami, one in Orlando. We also started one not too long ago in Minneapolis. New York City, where Gina Hales, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Phoenix, Portland, which is new, Raleigh, North Carolina, which is new, Seattle, Washington, which is new. 
We've got a several in Texas. We've got Austin, which is new. Austin, San Antonio, actually, which is new. Dallas, Houston, Toronto, and Washington, D.C. to round it out. And then, like I said, six international, which include uh, London, uh, uh, India. We've got New Zealand, Brazil, Mexico, and Australia. No, that's, um, quite, that's quite a list. And actually, I'm, a I'm a list. <laughs> uh, the the event, the Chicago group is, is having an event November 6th that I'm going, going to be going. Mm-hmm. The fall ball. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. And he sees a uh, new headquarters there. So, uh, Corey, I, I want to start with you on, on, on this. What actually kind of led you um, to get involved in the, in the Women's Council? So, um I attended breakfasts at the trade show each year, and I thought it was great. You know, it was the opportunity to really network with other women, have some inspiring message or, uh, you know, presenter, but then it was just once a year. So I just said, um, you know, for me personally, I would love to see this happen at a local level and for us to do these more often and because I don't want to meet just once, once a year. So Um, I also wanted to get involved because my goal would be that um, when I exit this industry, that women uh, being a part of the industry just isn't a conversation. Um, You know, I feel like my whole career, we've been talking about the lack of diversity and the lack of women in tech. And I, I really want that to change. And I, you know, some days I get kind of frustrated. I just feel like, you know, why are we still talking about it? You know, why is this still a subject? And, um, and it can be um, a little discouraging, I would say, at times. But I also see, um, like what Brandy just said, I mean, how many groups we've added just since uh, the breakfast at Infocom. And we are really seeing change. We're seeing women on boards. We're seeing women run organizations. And we're seeing women, um, you know, running the technical divisions, uh, you know, et cetera. So um, I got involved because I want to see more diversity and I want to see more women at the boardroom table. Yeah. Gina, you, you host one of the, one of the, the events in, in New York every year. I think we've been to a couple of them there um, during New York Digital Signage Week. That's one of the ways that you've gotten involved, but whatever, however, how else other than that have you gotten involved? Well, um, Corey and Brandy had asked me initially to start a New York group because, well, I think that they wanted to balance the coasts, but um, (laughs) now we have this competition going on. Who can have the most people at their events? Um, But no, really, I mean, um, I attended the breakfast too, and when I heard that they were uh, doing this and when they reached out to me and and said, you know, this might be a really great way to continue the conversation and to engage the individuals in your area, um, you might want to consider this. And I went out immediately and I found myself a co-conspirator and and we decided that we were going to create regional events for New York City Metro, um, which basically means downstate New York, um, eastern Connecticut and northern central New Jersey. And we decided that um, we were going to do quarterly meetings and those meetings are generally both educational and um, network kind of support growth in nature. So we'll have a speaker come, we'll do tours, we'll have uh, some sort of an educational um, event that's either AV specific or at the very least business specific. And then we also combine that with the networking part of those. So the New York Digital Signage Week is actually something relatively new for our regional group. We've only done it one year, which was last year, and this year we're going to be doing it again. And it turned out to be our largest regional group meeting. 
Um, I am not sure if that's because it was at a bar and the other ones are not. Um, but we had about 65 people attend that meeting. We have more planning to attend this year. And this year we have um, a great, great, great location, not a bar, donated by Unilumen, um, right off of, right in Midtown Manhattan, so right by Penn Station. And um, what we do is the, the really cool part of New York Digital Signage Week, and I'm glad you brought it up, the, the really cool part of those meetings is that we get everybody from around the country and around the world, we have people from the UK coming in this year, um, to really help support it. And it's in conjunction with um, the digital there's they have a name the digital signage week people um over in the new uk and i'm blanking and he's gonna kill me but they that organization has a name um and so we really get some good pull and we really get to have a diversified group there so i hope that answers your question no absolutely it is yeah absolutely uh colleen you're, you're down in florida as brandy, brandy mentioned how how did you get first involved in in the women of exa events well, the, I too started by going to the uh, the breakfast at Infocom each year, and I was greatly inspired last year. I think it was last year, perhaps two years ago, listening to Brandy and Corey uh, talk about the need to take these to local groups and to really start to grow these groups and doing things at the local level. So I volunteered to start the chat, the Tampa chapter. Although I had just moved here and really didn't know anybody in the area. Uh, so they very kindly introduced me to folks. Um, the uh, uh, Amanda from Avixa sent me the list of folks that were part of the Avixa Women's Council here. And we're growing our group. Our last event, we, our first two events, we had 12, 14 folks attend. Our last one was 31. And our October 11th event, we are um, we have a goal of 50 attendees. Wow. And uh, we're holding that at Tech Data. So I'm very excited about this. And I love seeing the growth. And um, I think it really is something that our community needs. And um, there's a lot of benefits for, for all of the, the folks attending. Catherine, you, you spearheaded, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but you spearheaded the, the headshot uh, portion of the Women of Exo event in, in Southern California. Was that yeah. your, your first uh, introduction and, and involvement in this, in this group or had you been involved previous? Um, I had been involved here and there. I actually attended the first mixer that Corey and Brandy threw in Southern California. And it was really enjoyable because um, I was just surrounded by a group of women that were all afterward, after we kind of did the introduction of everyone, they came up to me after and they're like, well, you know, you remind me so much of myself when I started in this industry. Here's my card, you know, feel free to contact me and, and I would love to be a mentor to you. And it was really kind of inspiring. And so I attended more mixers from that point on, but only about a handful, not that many, unfortunately, it didn't work with my schedule. But we recently, uh, Mad Systems did host one of the last mixers for the Southern California chapter, and it was a headshot happy hour. And I had been wanting to host one for a while. I just had to think of some fun, creative way of, you know, kind of making it a little different and unique because I'm like, I don't know, how do you find a speaker? I don't know how to exactly go about doing that. And so I wanted to think of a way of, of doing something a little different. And like Gina was saying, because it was at a bar, maybe that's why she had such a high attendance. <laughs> so I wanted to do a happy hour because who doesn't enjoy a happy hour on a Thursday after work? So 
Yeah, we did this headshot happy hour. It was a really fun opportunity to come and get your headshot taken and also to help um, give back to the community. So by bringing a piece of lightly used clothing to donate to working wardrobes, you were able to get a free headshot. And so it was kind of like, you know, a win-win for everyone. It was really fun. What's really cool about that is that, you know, I speak to the ladies around the country every once in a while. And and I think that's going to be the one that people copy the most because everybody said, oh, I wish I had thought of that. That is fantastic. And so you'll see more of these. I guarantee it popping up across the country as people start to kind of copy it and make it their own. And that's awesome. That's, I love what that. we're do- that's what we're doing in Tampa on October 11th is a headshot party. Yes, Yay, thank you. Um, Great inspiration. But, Gina, the cool thing is um, copying is not only uh, allowed, it's encouraged. So what's great is we have all these events happening in all these parts of, you know, the world. And then as a community, we share what we're doing. We're sharing what's working. And we're sharing um, thoughts and ideas and presentations, et cetera. And others are saying, hey, great idea, grabbing that and running with it. You know, so this group is very... Um, collaborative and um, very supportive. It's exciting to see others take on that same kind of theme. And I I hope to see that everyone else loves it as much as we did as far as planning it goes and hosting it and just being a part of it. And plus I got a free headshot and like, (laughs) I'm not going to go get my headshot taken somewhere else. So it was kind of a nice little takeaway from it. Yeah. And just to sort of add on to that and, you know, Totally have to give credit to Catherine and uh, her team at Mad Systems for pulling off a great event and for, you know, thinking of this, you know, this really valuable event. But, you know, in addition to not only giving back and getting a free headshot, we also had a panel discussion, which really led to some kind of great interactive conversations. And I think that's one of the takeaways that I always get from these meetings, especially um, within my group is, we get so much personal professional growth opportunities from, you know, just these conversations that come up. So we had a panel of four women and I actually moderated um, this particular one, but we talked about, you know, work-life balance. We talked about millennials in the workplace and how to kind of best work with them, um, how to be a, a successful leader within your organization. So it's those types of topics that are really important and of value um, to, to these groups. And I think that, you know, just, again, that just gives you so much personal, and professional growth um, to bring back to your company. And it is a very valuable thing um, and tangible. You know, we all get a lot out of these meetings. It's not just a happy hour. And that's great. Believe me, mm-hmm. that's, that's the cherry on top. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's always a good thing. But, you know, we always, we always want to, to keep in mind when we have these different meetings and start these groups that we're, we're giving back. We want to make sure that the women that are attending and men that are attending are getting something of value, um, whether it be, you know, technical education, whether it be, you know, professional growth, personal growth, um, ways to dance, you know, to deal with certain things things, how to be a better leader within your organization, things like that. I mean, these are very um, good conversations to have and very valuable. Yeah, Tim opened with the fact that as a council, VIXA has many councils, this is one of the most active councils. And so that says to me that it's working and it's needed, right? Because um, I think that as a volunteer organization that VIXA is, um, people want to get involved. Um, I think most people just wonder how would they get involved? 
And this really gives, opens up that box for so many people to get involved and for them to get involved locally. So Randy, if we were, uh, so we've got, you know, um, we're just shy of 30 groups. So maybe we wanted to have 60 groups by the end of the year. What's it take to start a group? I mean, it, so if somebody listening to this and they're going, okay, I'm in Salt Lake City or I'm in um, Albuquerque or I'm in Amarillo, Texas. Um, boy, I don't even know if there are members that are, are around me. So how would I start a group? Really, it's super easy. And we've gone through uh, a couple of webinars to kind of walk you through a bunch of steps. It's super simple. So really, it's getting in touch with myself or Corey or Gina, any of the leaders that are on the, uh, the, the council at this point, or getting in touch with Avixa. There's a really simple form that you can actually start the process with on the um, Avixa Women's Council page. Once you filled that out and give us a really basic one minute of, of, of information, um, it'll take you to um, the next step, which is basically getting your, your dream team. So like Gina mentioned, you know, she's got a co-conspirator. I always call Corey my, car, my partner in crime. So you, you want to find somebody who can help you lead um, your particular group. Once you've got that as sort of established, it's, it's, it's really just kind of a, a, an easy peasy thing. We do a, a quick onboarding meeting. There are not many sort of standards or rules that we have been, you know, put forth in terms of uh, from Avixa in terms of what we need to do. They don't say you need to have these sort of meetings. These are what we're doing. You know, we, the goal is that we usually have meetings quarterly in each of our groups. If there's more than that, then that's even better. Um, Southern California seems to be doing a monthly at this point, which is great. But truthfully, you know, once a quarter is kind of the, um, the, the ballpark, if you will. And then, you know, it's just a matter of gathering your people and gathering your database. So between the folks that are in your region, uh, what, you know, what contacts that this collective leadership team has, as well as the supplemental um, members on the, um, the Avixa side, we start a database. And, and then it's just a matter of kind of picking your theme. And believe me, not only is Headshot Happy Hour a great um, inspirational thing, but we've done tons of events across the country through all of our different um, groups that people can gain inspiration from. So they are welcome to steal those ideas um, and use them as their own um, or come up with something new. I mean, a lot of our groups do completely different things in Southern California do, and that's that's totally acceptable. Some of our groups just like to get together and have a networking hour. Some of our groups likes to have a lunch. Some of our groups like to do, um, you know, speakers. Some of our groups like to do tech tours. And, and these are all wonderful, valuable things. So we don't um, discourage any of those ideas um, in terms of what comes out of our groups and, and our leadership council. So it's pretty exciting. And then once they've planned their first meeting, believe me, it just dominoes. It just gains momentum. And um, it, it's so um, fulfilling as a leader to be able to see your group grow and flourish and add new faces and um, get to do these fun events like what Catherine planned. So Brandy, um, this isn't about the uh, starting a group, but about kind of, I guess, attendance to the mixers. Um, we actually had, even though it is a women's council, we had a couple of gentlemen at the last mixer. Yeah. And I know you and many others would agree, actually, that their attendance was very valuable during our panel. They added such a great, uh, another perspective that a lot of us women, like, it didn't come up at all when we were talking. It was an open panel, so some of the stuff that came up you know, their perspective was so valuable. And it was really actually nice. At first, when I saw men, I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was open to everyone. <laughs> but why not, you know? Yeah. And then they, they added into the panel 
And it was, everyone really appreciated their input and it was such a nice perspective. So I think all of the groups pretty much are open to everyone. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, we, we believe that that really strengthens our network, our support system with the groups in, um, I mean, in New York and Boston, but, but all of them. I think that that perspective, the different perspectives really add to the foundation. Um, so we always make sure that um, there, are, there are men present, but we also always make sure that the invitation is wide open. I had a a business owner, a manufacturer called me the other day and he said to me, Gina, how do you do it? How do you diversify your company? We need more women. We need to be able to um, recruit. We need to, you know, just have that diverse uh, viewpoints. I, I truly believe it. How do you do it? And I'm like, dude, if I had the answer to that question in this industry, um, you know, I, I charge people to pick my brain for it, but I don't know. There's not enough of us, but my first re response to him was, was basically come to a group meeting, come to a regional group meeting, wherever your company is located and, and he has locations, you know, across the country. So wherever your, your, you know, company is located, go to a group meeting, find your support, find your network. And not that I want to say, you know, recruit from that network, but people know people know people and, you know, keep, keep at it. Well, Colleen, I'll pick on you for a second. If, if, and obviously everybody else can jump in on this, talk to somebody who, ha who, who doesn't have a region yet, right? Like, you know, branding listed off 26 folks. Obviously there are more, more, many more regions in the U S and obviously throughout the world. Somebody's listening to this or watching this and they're like, okay, you know, my region, my area does not have one. I want to do this. I'll go through the process that Brandy laid out, but then I'm, I've got to plan this event. And to Catherine's point, some people don't know how to get a speaker. They don't know how to do these things. What are some of the steps that you, you guys have done there in Tampa? And obviously you guys uh, can jump in too, to plan an event. You know, what are the steps that they have to take? What's the first thing or the second thing they need to do? Well, you know, that was exactly my situation. I didn't, I, I was new to the Tampa area. I really didn't know anybody in this area. I'm from, lived in Southern Florida for the last 22 years prior to moving here three years ago. And um, I basically reached out to Corey and Brandy as I spoke with them at the, um, uh, or I think I just emailed them after the breakfast and said, I'm interested in starting a group and what do I do? And they immediately gave me their best practices. They shared materials with me from their, um, from their, from the several meetings that they had kind of gave me tips and hints on what worked and what didn't work as well. And uh, like, for instance, you guys are all doing really well with happy hours. We have much better attendance at luncheons. Go figure. I'm a happy hour kind of girl myself. Um, <laughs> but that seems to be working for the folks in this area. Um, uh, Vixa, Amanda from Avixa hooked me up with um, the ladies at AVISPL. Um, so Erica Schumpert from AVISBL has been my partner in, um, in growing our group and helping put the events on. Um, and we just bounce ideas back and forth. And I still reach out to, to Gina, Corey, and Brandy as, you know, if we get stuck on something, because a little brainstorming goes a long way. So I would really encourage anybody who's thinking about it to just jump in and do it. It's really not difficult and you really have a strong support group behind you to help you with every facet of it. 
And I'm going to just jump in and say that when the Houston group got started, we had people that were willing to start the group, but they didn't have a location to start it. So they said, you know, I have no idea where to host a meeting or where to hold a meeting. So we got together and I mean, with this group, we all know people in every city. So we, we had a dealer that was more than willing to open up their facility to be able to show that off, to be able to have their team participate. Uh, when people say, gee, I'm looking for a sponsor, we all know people. So um, this this group is not only active, it's just so um, supportive and encouraging, regardless of where the, you know, where the group is looking to start. And the other thing I'll say is the leaders don't do every single meeting. So the goal that we have in Southern California is we'll do a lot of the send out the invites and do the communication, but we're at, we're doing the ask at every meeting, like who, who wants to do the next one? So that it, I, th- I think that it makes it easy for the leaders. It makes it easier to be able to do it. And then secondly, it also opens up this, this um, ability for others to participate because if it's just the same people every single time, you're really not allowing others to get involved and step up and participate. And it's exhausting. So we're finally at that point too, where we've now, I think this will be our fourth or fifth meeting. And it's basically Stephanie Kohler from LG and uh, Melissa Rees from Tech Data who are running it. They're ordering the lunch. LG is doing the sponsorships, paying for the photographer. And um, boy, it's been a nice break. (laughs) (laughs) I'm grateful to have them uh, helping out. And it's, uh, and it's going to be a great event. I think that I was, sorry for jumping in on anyone. I think that I was kind of thinking about it too much when it got to the point of um, like hosting it and planning it and coming up with the idea. I think I was kind of stressing myself out. And so I was calling Brandy a lot and like bouncing things back and forth between her and, and just kind of thinking. And she's like, you got it. Like it's, you're kind of, she didn't say this, but you're kind of thinking about it too much. I was kind of making it more work than it really needed to be. And it actually turned out great because I stopped stressing about it as much and I kind of just let it flow naturally. Yeah, with, you know, with the, the leader sort of taking on the communications part and, and maintaining a database and things like that, um, having somebody else sort of host it and come up with the idea and the theme and, and what have you, it really does take a lot of the burden off of the leaders. We still do conduct a bit of uh, what we call a VIXA business at every event um, just so that we're... Um, communicating with our group anything new that's sort of coming down the pipe from um, the Avixa level, whether it be about the Infocom breakfast or what have you. Um, but we always feel that it's important to, to, to talk about that as well and what's, what's, what's going on in our community in, in AV at large. So these events, again, my, my whole goal from the get-go was just we wanted to bring something of value to, to these groups. And um, I think with events like what we did with Headshot Happy Hour and what all the other groups are doing, it definitely, definitely solidifies that goal. You know, our, our whole industry is just about, I mean, this industry, you know, one of the things we all talk about, male, female, you know, we are always talking about it's the people that make this industry great. And this is just one of those other opportunities for us to connect with some amazing people. Yeah, for sure. Gina, we'll start the question here with you and ask all of you guys in turn, as we wrap up here, why do you think this has been so successful. Uh, I, I mentioned at the top of the of the show that this is is one of, is it it's a what you know the council on, on from Avixa um, of the councils, and I've been on a number of them in, in the past. This is the most active, uh, I would argue. Uh, it's certainly 
uh, around the country and around the world uh, from on a regional standpoint. But why do you think this has been so successful? I think that people in this industry, women specifically, um, have always been very nurturing to others, um, whether it's new people coming in, whether it's new people in their companies, whether it's um, just meeting new people. I, I think that everybody's nurturing. Everybody wants to help. For the most part, we have a really, really great industry. I mean, I've worked for other industries before that um, it's, it's a little bit more cutthroat. It's not as um, community focused. And, and so once we kind of establish that the entire industry seems to be a really great group of people, um, we found that women in particular had this sense that they wanted to nurture each other, that they wanted to help and support each other um, because, you know, we are lacking in, in numbers. Um, also because we have a lot to give back and, and our viewpoints matter. And, and the men we work with tell us our viewpoints matter. So we are empowered by that. And I think that that's important to note. And then, and then finally, these regional groups really give everybody a safe place um, to meet, to mingle. It's non-competitive. You can um, be standing right next to somebody who you were, you know, trying to outbid for a project last week and you're having a discussion about, you know, anything, industry, family, uh, wine, chocolate, it doesn't matter. You're having a, a conversation with somebody that you wouldn't normally, even at Infocom or even at a different type of regional event, like an NEC showcase or something like that, you wouldn't normally feel safe enough to have a conversation like that. So we really try to have these regional groups being safe spaces, um, spaces where you can pick people's brains and understand, and they'll understand where you're coming from and you understand where they're coming from. It's just a group of people who want to nurture. Well said. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, you guys, that, that's going to do it uh, for our time. I want to thank you all so much for, for joining us. Miss Brandy Alvarado uh, from RP Visuals. Uh, thank you so much. How do people find you or RP Visuals? You can find me at uh, Brandy at rpvisuals.com or on Twitter at abbrandy. Um, hit me up. Let me know how I can help you. Very good. Ms. Corey Schaefer from QSC. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. You can find me at Corey.Schaefer at QSC.com. You can find me, Corey Schaefer, on uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. All right, very good. Gina Sansevero from FSR. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. And on Twitter, I am at Gina Sands, um, at FSR underscore EDU. And you can find me on LinkedIn. And email is gsansevero at fsrinc.com and if you can't spell that it's fine i totally understand we'll put a link on, on the page thank uh, you colleen thank you ma'am hi thanks tim you can find me uh you can reach me at colleen at marketingmatters.net and i'm on twitter at colleen l uh facebook and uh linkedin as well all right very good and Catherine, thank you so much it was a pleasure to meet you uh how do people find you or med systems um, you can find me at K-A-T, cat, at madsystems.com. Mad Systems is on Facebook and LinkedIn, Twitter, all of that. I guess I'm a little behind on the Twitter game. I don't even know what my <laughs> handle is. <laughs> but thanks for having me, you guys. I really enjoyed being a part of this.
Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Tom Albright. Don't follow me on, on the Twitters, uh, but go by the website, <laughs> if you would, please. Uh, Aviation.tv, Aviation.tv. You'll pro- find programs like this, as well as a host of others. All that and more at Aviation.tv, Aviation.tv. Aviation.tv.